Hey, howdy. Welcome to It's Just a Countdown, part game show, part public service, where we rank anything and everything to tell you what is number one and what is number ten. The topics range from esoteric to mundane, from fictional to non-fictional, and from the worst to the best. I am your host, Zane. And I'm JJ. And today we are talking about Zelda items. That's right. Zelda items. Items from Zelda. Mm -hmm. And the yep. format works like this. Each person will give their entries starting from 10 and give a small defense of their awful choice. Then everyone else will do the same, moving up from 9 all the way to their supremely bad take at number 1. Once all lists are complete, we will decide on a unanimous best thing for the topic, and it will be honored in the hall of best things ever. If you want to submit an idea for us to rank, please do so at it's just a countdown at gmail.com, and we just might rank some items in your topic. Yay yay. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought about this for a while. Uh, I don't remember who started the last one. Oh, what was the last one? Last one was hmm. first date ideas. That worst? Yes, worst first dates. Worst first dates. Shit. I want to say I ended worst first dates. So, do, I think that's right. So, that would mean that you went first last time. Okay. Right? Sure. Yeah. Ye who okay. goes first does not finish, but second. <laughs> And ye who goes last may finish the round past. Mm, yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> well, so I guess that means, and I hope we're correct, sound off in the comments if we're fucking wrong, but I think that means I start out our Zelda items countdown. Please do so. All right, ready to roll. You know, at first, when we started researching for this list, I thought to myself, ah, Zelda doesn't have any items. Psych! So many goddamn items. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I forgot to, though. Like, there's so many items that initially came to my brain, and then I was looking it up, and I was like, oh, man, though. If you go through each game, there's so many. And it became kind of this brutal, um, tourney-style countdown on my end. It was really ruthless over here trying to get to my favorite items. Because what is my favorite item? I guess that's what I that's why I thought of this. I was like, there's so many like how do what do we rank as like our favorites? And then, uh, yeah, I'm so I'm glad you could see just how difficult it is. I'll tell you, I just leaned. I leaned into my gut. I followed my heart because there are items on this that I'm like. I mean, surely there are better items, but this one made me feel good. This one was. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Same. Uh, you'll see what I mean. But same. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's kick it off. My number ten favorite Zelda item is the fishing rod. Ooh. Okay. Simple as that. But I love how. Some of the games you can kind of like do a little bit more than fishing, but usually it's just a fishing rod. And I really just love a game that lets me fish. Even if it's like, hey, mm. there's a ripple over there to designate that there's something hidden, like Fable, you know, where it's like very yeah. obvious, like, hey, something's here, just drop your fishing line. Or it's like, go to the Ocarina of Time fishing pond and spend three hours trying to catch the biggest fish you can catch. I love it. I Gotta adore. get that Hylian Loach. Oh, yeah, boy. That's what it's all about. Did you ever take... Uh, I think you can only do this in the on the, the original gold cartridge. Uh, but did you ever steal the fisherman's hat? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That made my heart so happy. Are you telling me that... All right, so I never had a Wii. Or no, God! Blah, blah. I always do this to people. I did it to all of you listeners and our favorite friends. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when I had a switch. No, God damn it. I did it again. You might need to edit You're this one out. a little bit. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out, man. Okay. You're running out of Nintendo consoles. It could be, let's just go down the list. Here we go. I never had a Wii U. <laughs> okay. So I was never able to play. A lot of like the remakes that happened. 
But if you're telling me that I will never be able to steal that fisherman's hat again, because I don't have a gold cartridge anymore, a part of me has died. I truly don't remember. It's been a long time since I've had to think about the differences between them. I happen to, however, own both a gold and a repro cart. Well, for... let's hope. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I've got it on DS. I'll find out today. Ooh, there you go. I'll check that out today. Yeah. I love that game. All right. But Fishing Rod, it's simple. It's pure. It goes back. I feel like I have some. I'm half Italian. I think there's some fisherman blood in my veins. Okay. Yeah, so fishing rods always appeals to me. But that's that's my number 10. What about your number 10? My number 10 is also a deceptively simple item, which is the big slash boss key. I love a big slash boss key. I like this item because it signifies it's an emblem of your achievement. It's a it's a it's an item that represents your completion of this dungeon that says you've done your thing now run to that big door. You probably saw halfway through the dungeon and then go fight this cool boss. And then you can move on to the next. It's just such a cool, like little badge of honor to me whenever you can uh, make your way to that big chest that has the big key in it. And uh, just know that you've done good. I completely agree from the sound effect that happens when you find it. To the, I mean, if you're any, I think the average Zelda player has to, they feel a, a need, this driven blood desire to explore every square inch of the dungeon. And so when you mm -hmm. finally find that key, or you find it very early on by mistake, whichever way, it satisfies yes. this very deep, primal desire in all of us for that. I love it. And in fact, I will say, boss key used to be my number seven. So we'll see. We'll Ooh. see what happens where it lands. But I do love me a big slash boss key. Good choice. Solid way to start off the list. Well, then how are we feeling about numero nine? Nueve. I feel pretty good. Uh, this one was a weird one for me because okay. it may, if I feel obligated to state once again on this podcast that I've never actually played Majora's Mask all the way through. So when it came time for me to add a mask, because I felt like I had to have at least one mask, I was kind of going through. I was like, shit, I know there's all these cool ones. Like I, I know about the, the deity mask. I know about all these things, but I've never played it. So I didn't feel uh, the validity in my heart enough to put it on my list. So... I actually I thought really long and hard about this. I went back and forth between the Mask of Truth and what I will call my number nine, the Keaton Mask. Oh, okay. That little is it a fox? I've I yeah, always just it's assumed a, it's a little cute yellow fox. Yeah, it's a fox. They belong to Keatons, which are fox demons. I have learned in my years. Oh, god damn it! I love demons. That's so good. That's so good. That makes me even happier in my decision. I love the Keaton mask. I was thinking about this, and it actually made me remember there was a time in my life, um, and not when I was as young as you would think. I think I was like 18. I got my wisdom teeth pulled, oh. and I had a like 30 Vicodin. <laughs> and okay. I spent the week playing o Ocarina of Time and taking these opioids and i i had dreams at night i had dreams at night that i would run around towns in the keaton mask and no one would know who this little boy was and i think i was younger in my dreams than i was in reality but that that it brought back this whole fever dream scenario in my life of running around these towns and kind of causing mischief at night wearing a keaton mask do you do you hook to this end with Majora's Mask? Are are you meaning to re, to parallel this to like almost that exact plot in Majora's Mask? Does that? Oh, I guess like you're trying to be friends with that gang. I've played the first bit of Majora's Mask. Well, so there's a little boy who wears a Keaton mask and he wears it as a disguise. Oh. And that's almost literally like what you're describing here. Dude, like no one recognizes who you are. 
I played that one when I was a little kid, and then I tried to beat it again when I was a really busy adult. And uh, I'm I'm just waiting to get like another surgery done, I think, and there then I'll go. sit down and I'll beat that game when I have no obligations to life or my my children, which I can say plural now, children. I've got two kids now. Whoa! I know. Crazy shit. Your names are Zelda and Link. That's absolutely correct. Uh, yep. You nailed it, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move along. What's your number nine? My number nine is, speaking of Majora's Mask, uh, the final uh, set of fairy items that you can get, which is the Great Fairy's Sword. Nice. So the Great Fairy's Sword is uh, the reward for finding all 15 fairies in the Stone Temple, which is the final temple in Majora's Mask. And it is the game's equivalent to the Big Goron Sword. It's very strong. It's also very cool looking. Uh, I loved having the ge- the Great Fairy's sword like on a button all the time when I was a kid and just like throwing it out because it's like twice the size of little kid Link. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and it it's as strong as like the big Goron sword. It doesn't replace your sword button. So you could also like throw that and then immediately go to your other sword. It looks pretty cool when you're nine. Uh, Hell but yeah. That's why that's why I like the Great Fairy sword is not only because it looks cool. But also because finding all the fairies in the Stone Temple is among the most uh, arduous things you can do in that game. Uh, so it's it's such an excellent reward uh, for doing that one in particular. So that's why it's my number nine. I think that's a great choice. I uh, sadly know nothing about that. So I hope it's fun. I hope it's good for you. And I hope one day it's good for me. All the real ones out there know what I mean. Yes, they the all truest. Know. I honestly, I'm always like, Zelda's my favorite game franchise. I love Zelda. Oh, well, certainly you love Majora's Mask. I'm like, well, I've never beaten it all the way through. <laughs> it makes me ashamed. No fan judgment here. Everyone enjoys things in the way that makes the most sense to them. Here, here. As two very different types of gamers, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right, I'm going to scoot us along into my great number eight. Okay. I fucking love when Zelda gives me a hammer, but specifically, yeah, I I put in the Megaton hammer because, dude, like, I love bombs. I love bomb bags. I like the bomb chews. Nothing is more satisfying than taking out that big-ass hammer and smashing big things into smaller things. I love it. Especially Volvagia's dumb head. That's absolutely correct. And I'll... Oh, man, there is something about that moment. I Red has never been my favorite color, but I always like wearing that tunic because it makes me think of that fucking wild-ass fight with a yeah. dragon and a hammer. God damn. Damn, <laughs> I said, you, damn. Did you ever finish Wind Waker? I know you played it. Yes, I did beat Wind Waker. That's a great game. Oh, man, that skull hammer on that bird is also good. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a great one. Oh, I love the hammers. Hammers for life. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think there's a lot more to say about hammers because hammers are fucking awesome. But what's your number? It really eight? speaks for itself. It does, though. My number eight. <laughs> My number eight is Bomb Arrows from Twilight Princess. Ooh, so much fun. God, Bomb Arrows are so, are just like the hammer, very satisfying to do. Um, And I love that you can attach them. Uh, I love that you can uh, throw even the water bombs onto your bomb arrows to fire from outside water into stuff underwater. Hell yeah. Uh, First of all, just all the bombs in Twilight Princess are great. I know they're not like often talked about, but bomb arrows are super fun. So uh, fun. And uh, I just love shooting bomb arrows at dumb birds that I hate. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, then Stupid they explode. Birds. You don't just get the little sound from like piercing it with an arrow. You get a whole kersploosh with the bomb arrow, and it's way more fun. You know, I will say, Zane, that I am jealous that that item is not on my list. I feel I've I've made a, a huge foresight. But if I were to look at my list, I don't know where I would put it. 
So my my hat is tipped to you. I sh- I'm sure we will have pretty different lists. That's true. That's uh, true. That's true. Considering, like you know, how you said we've both had different experiences with the Zelda series, so oh. I'm excited to see these lists and where they compare. Absolutely. To further the comparisons, let's take us to heaven because it's number fucking seven. Damn. All right. Man, I'm bringing the juice today. I'm in a weird mood. All right, number seven is, speaking of Wind Waker, the Deku Leaf. Ooh, yeah. I think it's such a fun, useful item. If you can use an item in more than one way, I think you're already like ahead of the curve. But you can power your boat. You can do all these other things. You can, oh, I love the leaf. It is such a good leaf. And also... If anyone out there listening to this ever wants to drop the Deku Leaf in their D&D game as a homebrew item, it's the shit. It's such a cool item. It's true. Yeah, it's so much fun. And what's great is in the the D&D player's handbook, that leaf is already almost there. You just have to add a couple lines of text to that big fan thing, and it's right there. And it's, it's right there for you, ready to use, baby. I love the Deku Leaf. I think, again, I didn't have the Wii U, so... Um, I never had a Wii U, so I played... I have not ever owned the Wii U, as I said, but Wind Waker was a very, very fun game. I'd love to play the remaster of it, because I hear they cleaned up all the all the not-so-smooth parts, but they do. that Leaf like made the game for me. Uh, we'll be talking about the Wind Waker remaster specifically uh, a little later on. Uh, so fear not. I will abate my fear. Why don't you take us to your number seven? My number seven is the Mirror Shield. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the Mirror Shield, which has only appeared uh, in the games. Well, I guess it's actually been in quite a few now that I think about it. Uh, but specifically when I think of the mirror shield, I think of like the wind waker Majora's mask one. Yeah. Uh, mostly cause the Majora's mask one has the horrifying face on it. Uh, I don't know. That that. is like a, it's so it has like an image of a person screaming constantly on the back. Sick. Let's look that up. And, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's something. Um, so I always like the mirror shield one because it's like Holy the best shield shit. and also because yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrifying. Yeah, it's awful. I can't believe that it's in that game, but that's what makes it so much better. Oh man. Uh, but like... the mirror shield also uh, means that you're doing light puzzles and I like light puzzles quite a bit. Um, yeah. Which are like similar to like laser puzzles. Um but uh, yeah, I really like the mirror shield, what it represents, and also in particular uh, the Wind Waker one. Uh, it just looks very pretty, uh, along with the rest of that game. That is, it's very cool. That's a horrifying mask. I feel like a Goron gave his life or her life to make that mask. It's a Goron. Uh, well, no, a Goron gave his life to make a different mask in Majora's Mask, or that shield is what I meant to say. But it yes. is. It's very scary. But I love the mirror shield, and you're right about the puzzles. Um, the more unique of an item you have that drives a puzzle, I think mm-hmm. is what makes that more fun, which actually leads very well into my number six, which leads to some of my favorite puzzles. I know not necessarily from everyone's favorite game, and I hope that this doesn't show up in a different Zelda game that I have forgotten about, but I think I did my research well enough. In Skyward Sword, you get to fly the beetle in all of its variations. And I love that thing, dude. I love flying the drones in any kind of situation. Like, uh, the beetle is a super unique, really interesting to use, fun item to me. And, And I don't really have a whole lot more than that to say about it. I think the beetle is super rad. Yeah, for uh, all of the stumblings of Skyward Sword, there's some neat items in it, not the least of which is that beetle. Absolutely. Uh, I think we'll get another one out of me at least before this thing's over, but I love the beetle. So good. I think I might know what item you're going to put, but we'll just see when we get there. We'll see. All right, what about your number six? Take me there. My number six. My number six is the rock's feather. 
The Rock's Feather is uh, from 2D Zeldas mostly, and specifically the Game Boy ones. Uh, But it is an item that simply allows you to jump on command. Uh, So what this allows you to do is circumvent holes in the ground, uh, which is not something you could do in the -the over-the-top, top-down view uh, 2D Zeldas. So these were added beginning in Link's Awakening, carrying through into Ocarina, excuse me, into the Oracle games. Yeah. Uh, but I love Rock's Feather because it allows you to do something that was like forbidden in Zelda for a long time, yeah. which was jump on command. Dude, that's an excellent choice. I forgot all about it. I really like a lot of the top-down handheld Zelda games, but I forgot about the Rock Feather. That's a brilliant choice. I think no more in Zelda have I ever like wanted in any game to just be able to jump. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> And do like a little fun spin when you do it too. Absolutely. Like they took maybe a little nod to Mario. Like it's great if you can do a little extra spin on your jump. It makes it so much more fun. Exactly. Oh yeah. But that's, that's really what there is to my number six. It's just such a cool, impactful item. I love it. I think it's a great choice. Beautiful. Well, my number five, I feel like, is a weird one, and this was a huge point of conflict to me. It kept me up at night. I, I've been oh my God. troubled by this choice. However, I have no recourse but to put as my number five favorite Zelda item the Sheikah Slate. I know Ooh, okay. I know it's a glorified shoehorned smartphone. But I really do quite like what it brings to the game. The ability to like... Absolutely. Not just view your map, but have Link open this device up to view the map. And not just to look into your inventory, but to have everything ever stored, informationally speaking, into this. And to be able to take pictures. I I, I adore it. I really love the addition of the Sheikah Slate. It's such a cool item that really fits... Well, what's so funny about it is like... You can see that that item was definitely implemented when that game was still only going to come out on the Wii U. Totally. Uh, You can absolutely see like the way it's designed, the way you actually implement with it. Uh, But it translated pretty, pretty well into Breath of the Wild on the Switch as well. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. It's. It's so dope. It's so dope. I love it, dude. And I mean, like design wise, yeah, you definitely get away with it because it's like. It's like the people that buy the little tablets as their phones, you know? Yeah. It's just a big-ass phone that he wears on his hip and is super cool. Ugh. I'd like a phone that big one day, honestly. I'm a big fan of big phones. I am a bigger fan of big phones than most people I know because most people I know are like, why are phones so big these days? My pockets are so small. And I say to them... Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Get a bigger I say to phone. them, I say to them, wear dress pants. Those pockets are huge. Ditch. If you're wearing skinny jeans, there's no pocket real estate in those. To be, to be just straight and honest. So exactly. you, you gotta, yeah. Or wear cargo, wear cargo pants. I, yeah. I know queer eye says don't wear cargo shorts. Fuck it, wear them. It feels good. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is uh, to go off of your uh, your Deku leaf from Wind Waker is the sailcloth nice. uh, from Breath of the Wild. Choice. Uh, the sailcloth also technically from Skyward Sword, but is obviously yeah. used to much better effect in Breath of the Wild. So much better. Um, yeah. Uh, it just I mean, it just allows the game to be so open in a way that no Zelda game had been before. Um, on top of being able to climb everything, here you are being able to glide across the map when you jump off a high mountain so uh, good. or one of the Sheikah Towers. Uh, so really, that's the primary reason why it's so high up on the list is like for as much as like I don't, I'm not as hot on Breath of the Wild as everyone else in the world is. <laughs> um, that particular item is so fun. It is like you just want to sail everywhere. You just want to pop that little thing out and ride with it. I completely agree. Yeah, it is like it's a huge part of the game. It's a massive part of the game. And I mean, like, that's a big part of why the Deku Leaf is in my list, too, is to 
add that element, but also it's like, I just love the Deku leaf for other various reasons of usage, but that sailcloth, dude, it makes it. It's so, that's probably one of my favorite things in the world is to just, just like every Spider-Man game I've ever played, I like to climb up to the tallest fucking place (laughs) I can, jump off and just at the proper moment of velocity, snap open that sail and so good. So very good. So then uh, what is your number four? My number four? Well, my number, everything past this point kept me up at night, I think I can say. Everything past number five, I'm just in total turmoil. I don't even know how I feel about it being in the place that it's in right now. But Zelda has a lot of different musical items. Okay. From batons to all sorts of little things, harps. I love the Ocarina of Time. Sure. I love the songs. The Song of Storms has always... I've thought about getting, like, the notes to the Song of Storms tattooed on me before. Like, I love the music in Ocarina. and absolutely. I think that part of it is having that instrument where you can, like, change the pitch and, and kind of modulate everything as you go is even more fun to it. Like I remember figuring out how to play the Simpsons theme on the Ocarina oh, back yeah, in the day. There you go. So much fun. But also just, I know so many people in life that are like, oh yeah, I know how to play an Ocarina. And I was like, oh, you too were a Zelda fan, huh? And they're like, yeah, middle <laughs> school was rough. <laughs> but I love it. And I, I have always felt a desire to learn an Ocarina because of that. So props to a video game to make me want to learn an instrument yeah right like ocarina of time was uh well link of the link to the past is the first one that has an ocarina in it i I get Uh, them all mixed up these days uh but like the idea that you can play a little tune and then something happens is such a uniquely zelda thing uh for that for that series and it like it really did just inspire a bunch of kids to like Want to learn little ditties. Absolutely. It's so great. Just this little pocket-sized instrument in a game that, yeah, like anything mm-hmm. that from Epona's song pops into my head sometimes. Ah, so good. Sure. Beautiful music. Beautiful music in the Zelda series. But what about your number four? My number four, we will finally be talking about specifically the Wind Waker remaster. <gasps> uh, but... It is the Tingle items. So in original <laughs> Wind Waker, it was the Tingle tuner. And in the remake, it is the Tingle bottle. Um, did you, right. I, you played, you played Wind Waker when you were an adult, right? I played it as an adult on a switch with a GameCube controller. Okay. Um, so then you probably not did not get to use Fuck. a GameCube. We all know. We all know. <laughs> it was the Wii. <laughs> uh, but the Tingle Tuner, if you used the Game Boy connector controller bit, uh, allowed you to use a Game Boy Advance to play as an invisible little Tingle entity. What? Uh, yeah. So you could you could interact with the world using this Game Boy Advance. And I did this. This comes with a story. So just don't Hit mind me. me this is amazing. So I hooked it up once when a friend was staying the night. And in the morning, I was on the Tower of Gods in Wind Waker. Uh-huh. And uh, we were doing a bit where you have to, like, carry the statue across the levitating platforms. Yeah. And it with the Tingle Tuner, there's a couple things you can do. You can, like, float around and make little noises. Uh, but one of the things you can do is pay is force 20 rupees out of the wallet and lay a bomb anywhere you want. Oh, uh, and like a real bomb. So if perhaps if perhaps you were on a, a platform, <laughs> a very small platform and that tingle entity were to lay a bomb right next to you. It would probably launch you off along with the thing you're carrying. Oh, almost and definitely. <laughs> we. We probably had like a contemptuous relationship for about half an hour while he just did this to me over and over again. (laughs) It was the funniest shit in the world. 
but the Tingle Tuner has a lot of good memories because of how trolly it is. The Tingle Bottle, though, which is what they replaced the tuner with in the remake, uh-huh. is a social media thing. Uh, so what you could do is you could upload messages to the Tingle Bottle that were like pictures or like hints um, or just little messages and then send them away. And then if you were on an, if you were connected to Wi-Fi and uh, it was on at the time when you connected and opened the game, uh, bottles would roll up on the shore and you could collect them and they were other players' tingle bottles. Uh, so you could get dumb little messages or little drawings. Uh, sometimes you would get rare pictures uh, that you could submit for the diorama guy. You remember the diorama guy? Oh, hell yeah. For the Pictobox. I love a diorama. Uh, and uh, the other thing you could do was get hints about different stuff in the game. Uh, so the Tingle Bottle was this super fun little uh, community aspect to Wind Waker HD while it was going. Um, so that's why it's really high on my list, is I really appreciate stuff like that, that like makes Zelda, which is an otherwise very lonesome experience uh, brings you together with other Zelda people. It is very cool. I, I never really knew that you could do that with a tinkle tuner. Did I call it tinkle? Tinkle. Yeah. yeah. Kulu Limpa from tinkle. <laughs> there you go. Don't steal. Don't steal those words. There nope. is not ever. Not once. No way. But I, I mean, I love, I love solo gaming, but the, I've had so many childhood sleepovers where you're like, well, out of all the multiplayer games you have, the single player game's clearly what we should play. And so you take turns or you're watching or you're helping or whatever, but that's a great interactive way to have a story that someone will later need to vent Mm -hmm. out on the, on a podcast. (laughs) That man cost me 300 rupees. Just laying bombs right as I was about to be done. That son of a bitch. That is fucked up. (laughs) I mean, I will say that is pretty fucked up. But fucked up enough to take us to number three? Always. Always. So entering uh, the top three right here. My number three favorite item. You alluded to it earlier. Oh? The double claw shot. Ooh, it's a good one. It's a good one. It was really hard for me not to just put the hook shot or the long hook shot. Um, But at the same time, the double claw shot is so fun. And I love that. And again, fucking Spider-Man games, dude. Like, they're fun for a reason. And part of it is that ability to snap one hand, then the other hand, then the other hand, then the other, and just bap, 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 bap. That dragon fight... In Twilight Princess, where you have the double claw shot. Oh, dude. Woof. That thing's crazy. Big woof. That is some fun stuff, though. That is really cool. So I always think about the first time I played Ocarina of Time, going through the water temple, getting the hook shot, and how, like, oh, oh, yeah. That first time that you, like, fire it at a target on a wall. But leading throughout the years, the double claw shot is just such a fun item that I, I could not resist but put it at top three. I agree. Uh, the Both of those items have deserve a very high spot in, uh, in, these, uh, in these games, in Totes. these lists. Totes my goats. Love it to death. But that's really fun as fuck is all I have to say about the double claw shot. What about your number three? Take us in. Well, my... My top three could really number two and three could probably go in any order. I feel very confident about my number one, Uh, but my number three as written on this list is something you actually said earlier, which is the fierce deities mask. Nice. The fierce deities mask is your reward for getting all 24, 23 other masks and uh, giving them off to the moon children uh, to complete uh, the puzzles in the moon uh and becoming the fierce deity is the most cathartic experience in the world majora's mask is like pretty difficult among other zelda games you know oh yeah um so having 
the fierce deity's mask create this like absolute catharsis and being so overwhelmingly powerful you literally cannot be stopped um being and you can because you can also play the song of time and go back to the first day with it um so you can go into any of the boss rooms and fight any of the other bosses with the fierce deity's mask nice and uh let me tell you it's pretty fun (laughs) that sounds so fun and you know i think also hmm. yeah go ahead I was just going to say, it's not that I haven't played the games. I played the shit out of them. I rented Majora's Mask like 15 times, and my dumb little kid brain just couldn't get through it. So it's it's not even a lack of trying. Like you said, it's a tough, tricky game. And mm-hmm. I could never move forward because I know I'd miss something. I'm like, shit, that's gone forever. I have to go back and restart it. It's a tough game. Uh, and the fierce deity has one of the most iconic Zelda weapons of all time, the helix sword. Um, Oh, so, uh, that where that comes from. Yep. Uh, so, and also just an iconic look with the white hair and the mask and the tattoos and the like blue, uh, the like azure and dark blue and white armor. Oh, yeah. uh, God, it's just so good. It's Um, so cool looking. I would spend oh, right. hours on my N64 cartridge of Majora's Mask doing the Fierce Deity Anywhere glitch. Um, which, by the way, if you didn't know, the model for that is kind of askew. Uh, so when you use it outside of a boss arena, uh, the scale's sort of off, and it makes you actually like 20 feet tall oh. instead of just like a few feet taller. Uh, oh, that's dope. It's, you're literally like jumping on top of Clocktown. Uh, when you go into clock down with it, it's very weird. <laughs> That's rad though. Uh, yeah. So fierce CD's mask is my number three. Uh, it's something that is despite all fan interest, uh, res- it's like reserved, uh, for just Majora's mask. Uh, they ended up making a Majora's mask link amiibo that unlocks the fierce deity armor and sword for you in breath of the wild. And that's literally it's only other inclusion in a Zelda game. Mm. Uh, and then also I think starting in brawl, maybe, uh, one of the alternate paint schemes for adult link is fierce deity, um, for super smash brothers. Uh, but that's really it. Hell yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. And I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you to my number two town. Oh, let's go. Number two town is not a video I ever want to see. However, the deluxe Picto box, I think, makes quite the slamming number two item choice. Again, I love taking picks. I love snapping the shots in video games, whether it's like to document the flora and fauna or whether it's to get these exciting things to come to life or whether whatever it is i love having a camera in a video game and i love the picto box i think it's the best or at least it's my most favorite tingle item in the game and of course upgrading it is just like the point of everything like why wouldn't you upgrade everything to its fullest possibilities i love it super fun makes me happy fills me with joy and of course, in Wind Waker, uh, you take those pictures to the diorama guy later, and he makes little figures for you. And that's just the coolest shit. I love getting collectibles, but getting collectibles because you did other things is the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I need more games like that in my life. But otherwise, I don't have much else to say about it. Picto Box Deluxe Edition is the slamminest, except for one, in my opinion. So I'm curious to see where your opinions fall. What's your number two? My number two is more or less something we just talked about, but it's the hookshot. Ah, oh, yeah, it's so good. Tell me about it. I'll talk about I'll talk about the aspects we didn't talk about, which okay. is like, you know, sort of what the hookshot represents is this ability to get places you couldn't get before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's extra fun about something like the hookshot as uh, made most prominent in Ocarina of Time going forward is of like the unconventional items the hookshot could attach to, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you have all the hookshot pads, right? 
And those are the intended ones. But then you also learn uh, that you can attach to like treasure chests uh, or certain kinds of wood panel that are around the world. And that's a really fun discovery to learn that like this thing has some very limited real world physics to it. Uh, where you are like, I'm going to just like throw my, I'm going to launch it into this like wood panel. And because it's a wood panel, it'll just bury right through it and off I go. Um, it's so neat. I love the way that that thing works. And particularly in like the top down Zelda games. Uh, ooh, actually, you know what? Uh, what's another good addition to this is the switch shot, which is in the Oracle games, which allows hmm. you to switch places with an item. Ooh. Uh, it's very fun. It's a very cool rendition of the hookshot. Um, but yeah, the hookshot is such a cool little tool, and we've already talked so much about it. So that's really what I've got to say about it. Well, for sure. I think it is super fun. I had to do the double claw because I just thought it was like the yeah. most wicked-ass version of it. But the hookshot, I think it's one of the things that, especially when I look at Ocarina, it really makes it, so one of the reasons it's so immersive is because w the moment you get that in the forest temple, your world yeah. changes. Everything's different from that point of the game on. Like you said, you can be like, ah, where do I go from this moment? How do I get over there? Oh, well, there's a little post. Can I shoot my hook shot to it and stick on it? Oh, there's some vines over there. Can I, can I get on that? Can I get on this part of the mm -hmm. tree? And it changes the way you look at the whole rest of the game. And I think that that's a super creative, super interesting uh, way to design an item is have that as a goal. Change the way you see the game. Exactly. What a cool little thing. What a cool little thing. All right. Well, I think we're here. I think it's time mm -hmm. for my number one Zelda item. And again, this one really fucked me up. <laughs> I had a hard time putting it at number one, but at the same time, uh, I have this fear that as I talk about this, I will be incorrect. This is very possible. I'm much more of a casual gamer kind of person, but a casual as you would. Um, a cash. In Skyward Sword, which I know, okay. as you said before, has a lot of things that aren't so great. It does have some things that were extremely effective for me as uh, sure. someone who has been a lifelong fan of Zelda. And the biggest, most impactful moment in a Zelda game to date for me. And like, I've cried during during Zelda. I've, I've cried. Sure. It's been a thing. It's been very emotional. I love these games. In Skyward Sword, which is, you know, you're the first time that the hero of time is in action. It's the first time that the hero of time is being told and has a story. And when you go through the temple and you actually hold in your hands, the three pieces of the Triforce. Oh yeah. The feeling I felt in my heart was like indescribable. I love that shit. The Triforce is a symbol in my life that is been huge to me i've thought about it in all kinds of walks of life in all kinds of moments this mixture of power courage and wisdom to create the ultimate sense of self-being and when link actually holds the triforce in his hands as an item my heart sang a beautiful song and that is why the triforce is my number one item I would I would like to share an anecdote as well, if you don't mind. Please do. Uh, in regards to that exact Triforce moment, for you know Skyward Sword, I'll dog on it with the rest of them, but holding the Triforce, getting the Triforce as an item, is unique to Skyward Sword, and uh, so like growing up, I was like a Zelda hound. Uh, I ended up going on Unseen sixty four. Uh, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a website. That. It's a website where you can go see pre-release footage for different games. Nice. Um, so Zelda 64 was one of them before it was Ocarina of Time. And oh. in that, there was originally screens in which Link is shown walking up to a pedestal that has the Triforce on it. 
And so for a long time, fans wanted to have that moment yeah. uh, of holding the Triforce. And fans would not get that moment until the ripe year 2011 <laughs> yeah. uh, when Skyward Sword would come out. Uh, so I also felt a sense of fullness um, getting an, getting a screen that says you got the Triforce. Absolutely. It just, yeah, fullness. My heart was full that day, my friends. <laughs> my heart was full. But as beautiful as the moment is, not very useful beyond the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not very useful beyond the ideology of what the item stands for. But that's why it yeah. was a hard pick for number one, but that feeling made me put it there. So I'm very curious to hear what your number one is. I, so I said I was pretty sure what my number one was, which is true, but it was a toss-up between this item or a different item, both from Majora's Mask. Ah. Um, so the one I ended up not going with is called the Lover's Mask or the Couple's Mask. Hmm. Uh, but if, I know if you, if you do think you're going to play it, I will not talk about the specific story ramifications of it because uh. I didn't end up choosing it, but it is a very touching, meaningful quest. And the final bit of it is one of my favorite Zelda things of all time, just huh. shy of the actual number one item that I picked, which is the gilded sword, which is the final sword upgrade from Majora's Mask. Ooh. Um, so the gilded sword is the result of you defeating the second dungeon boss, bringing spring back to the Goron village, um, and upgrading your sword once with the blacksmith so that you can have, uh, a razor sword, which is just your Kokiri sword but with a blade, like, essentially taped to it. It's weird looking, but I love it. Um, then he says, if you can find some gold dust, I can make your sword even better. And once you free the mountains from the endless winter and bring spring back, you can go talk to the big Goron, who then uh, says, hey, bring this powder keg to the boulders blocking the Goron racetrack. And if you do that, which is kind of hard. Uh, you do have to be pretty quick about it. Otherwise, the thing will explode right in your face and you'll have to walk all the way back and it's a couple screens away. Um, and when you do it and you win the Goron race, uh, your prize is a bottle of gold dust. And as long as you have upgraded your sword once on day one and then won that race by the end of day two, so that you can have the blacksmith make the gilded sword for you to pick up on the beginning of day three, which is the final day, you can have this permanently upgraded gilded sword, which is a beautiful orange and gold uh, lathed uh, blade uh, with a really cool hilt, um, a really nice long skinny blade. It kind of looks like a like a medieval stiletto almost. Um, yeah. yeah, it does. I looked uh, it up. It's, it's a gorgeous sword. It's a very powerful weapon, and it's especially notable for a game that decidedly did not want to have the Master Sword. They had to invent this cool new sword. Oh, and they invented, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so because the Master Sword wasn't going to be involved, you're not in Hyrule. Um, so uh, having two cool swords, one of them's really silly, but then one really cool sword uh, is my favorite thing. Getting new sword, getting the sword upgrades was always a big, a big part of Zelda appreciation for me. I love doing that. The gilded sword requires so much work on your end and to have such a cool reward. Uh, it just really sticks with me. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great, great thing. Honestly, my number five was even just something as simple as the first sword you get when yeah. that guy says, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. I almost put that in there. That sword is like the coolest version of that. <laughs> Which, Next by the way, the is a wooden sword. sword. He basically hands you yes. a sharpened piece of wood and says, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Take this. Which I will say, as someone who owns a dummy practice sword, I'd much rather have that than nothing. But still... Sure. <laughs> but 
still, battle ready would be fantastic if I'm going into a dangerous forest. Shoot, I'd take an aluminum sword at this point. Anything. At least that's a bat. Aluminum, linoleum, chrysanthemum, cru- cru- germanium. Germanium. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But there it is, isn't it? There it is. I, I think we done good. We covered the whole gamut. Yeah, uh, as I'm sure everyone can tell, I really like Majora's Mask. It's my favorite Zelda game. Uh, Which I gotta, I gotta. Like, I, maybe let's break my leg so that I can have, like, two weeks to just sit and do nothing but play Majora's Mask. Truthfully, though, and especially that 3DS one, uh, really, just really hits the spot. It really brings a lot of stuff that is uh, viewed retroactively if you were going to choose between one of the two versions, just like Ocarina of Time, you should probably play the 3DS remake. Got to. Absolutely. Well, hot damn, Zelda. You gave us a lot of items to think about. But you know what? Honestly, we both shared a tender moment. I'm I'm like fully prepared to just say it's the Triforce to enter the Hall of Best Things Ever. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that because I was getting ready this whole episode to die on that hill. So <laughs> here we are. I think Triforce is one of the most meaningful items you can receive in the game. Absolutely. Maybe one day if you ever finish Majora's Mask, you will see why the Lover's Mask is so important <sighs> and why it's so cool. I wanted to uh, Google it and look it up, but I was like, ah, got to leave some mystery. That game is still waiting to give me a lot of good stuff for the first time. Yeah, if you still think you're going to do it, don't ruin that one for yourself. It's a cool quest. Hell yeah. Well, well, uh, hell yeah. Thank you, Triforce. You are the number one Zelda item. Well, folks... Thanks for enjoying this edition of It's Just a Countdown. Remember, if you want to submit an idea for us to rank, be sure to do so at it's just a countdown at gmail.com. Again, that is it's just a countdown at gmail.com. Are you upset? Are you thrilled? Don't worry about it. Because remember, it's, it's just, just a countdown. countdown. That felt that felt alright. I think we done did it, buddy. All right, see you in the next one, everybody. 